Hello and welcome to Left on Red, the podcast where everything we talk about is going to be ba- based on this new Robert Greene book that Shane's just been delving into. Hell yeah. This is a little teaser from what's to come. If you guys want, I'll put a poll in the Spotify so you can you say... You can do that? Yeah, man. I can do a lot of things on Spotify now. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify bought out Anchor so we can, uh, we can make polls. So go in your Spotify now and if you guys want, we can do a book review on the laws of human nature by Robert Greene. It's a 600 page book. So I'll read it. I'll get Stephen to read it. If, if he has time, I don't know if he has time. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read the audio version. The audio version. And we'll, we'll get a nice little summary going of like each chapter or parts of the book that we find very interesting. We'll go over it. If you guys want to hear something like that, if you don't and you think it's stupid, uh, let us know in the poll. I'm excited yeah. to hear. Or if you're on Apple podcasts, you know, just, fuck you. Just get, go Spotify, <laughs> download it, pay, pay for a month yeah. just to answer that question. Just quit being broke. <laughs> you don't have all the music subscriptions already? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Collecting them all. You don't have YouTube Red? I have YouTube you Music. Uh, don't talk shit about that. Uh, I'm not even going to touch on it. <laughs> the first thing that we did with this book is I picked up the book. I told you to pick a number so I could go to that page number and then pick a, a number so I could go to that sentence on the page to see like what kind of ominous quote we would, you know, kind of horoscope way Ooh, to go at it. What is and it? it was just the chances were not slim. Or the chances were slim. Yeah, the chances were slim. Yeah. The chances <laughs> of making it were slim. That was the full <laughs> quote. So yeah. uh, that maybe um, the chances of this book making it on the podcast are slim or maybe something existential in my life is going to crash. Who knows? If you were to pick something in your life that's on the balance of crashing, what would it be? Oh, definitely. Uh, because <laughs> it's the chances of that lasting are slim. Oh my god! <laughs> so I go on, I go on walks now mm-hmm. with this girl. Nice. And she just got to the podcast where I absolutely trashed walking and said how much I hated it. Why? Why don't you like walking? I don't even remember this part of the podcast. I I don't remember it either. I just knew it was in there where I said how much I hate walking. We're talking about like ways to be fit or ways to do stuff. Oh, and you yeah. guys like mentioned, oh, why don't you go for walks? And I just like absolutely shit on the idea. Yeah. Talking about how much I hate walks. And I knew that it was in there and I knew it was a matter of time. And it finally came up where she's like, yeah, I just listened to the podcast and you absolutely hate walks. Like, why didn't you tell me this? And I was like, this is uh, <laughs> who I was, yeah. not who I am. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like we're very malleable. Life's about growth, man. Yeah. I'm experiencing a lot of it, that's for sure. Absolutely, brother. Did you notice I brought the alpha virtues? We're I gonna, did because we keep going through them and then we like touch on two of them and then go off on a whole tangent. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's very good. We have developed, I think you in particular have developed as a podcaster because do you remember going through the 48 Laws of Power, how we'd literally bang out like a sentence of that and just like go on to the next one? Yeah, we wouldn't even, we'd just be like, oh, this is stupid. But now we on. have like 13 sentences here and we're yeah. just going off for like two hours and yeah. like just talking about like, that's so cool. I think so we literally cool. in like an hour and 15 minutes on the last episode, I think we literally covered like three. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a bad thing because like we, we actually received like good feedback from what I could tell on that. And people were excited for this new episode to come out. Oh, yeah. That intimidated me, man. Yeah, like, I like, was bugging you. I was like, every time someone would like send like <laughs> like text me personally and be like, "Yo, when's this episode coming yeah. out, man?" And I'd like just screenshot it and send it to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it wasn't even that. Like, I'm sure the hype has has been building up, but like the compliment that your buddy gave me, like it actually intimidated me, man. It almost gave me like a bit of 
the opposite reaction you'd expect. You know how you yeah. get like a compliment? Oh yeah, let's do more of this. Like yeah. for me, it's almost like, fuck, like, I got to really think, I got to get in the right headspace so I deliver a good product the yeah. next time we record, you know? Yeah. Now you have like a hungry customer that you feel like you got to satisfy. Yeah, exactly. Not only that, but I got to make a good meal. I can't just put some shit out, you know? Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot. I've been a lot, doing a lot of ruminating the last 24 hours just to get my mind in the right space. Do you want to do you want to head it off with a uh, the quote on the start of that book? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a little teaser, uh, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. We're big fans of the man. The most awkward thing about a book is how many pages you have to flip through before you actually get to the start <laughs> of the book. It's, uh, it's about like a millimeter thick, squished up. If you come across any special trait of meanness or stupidity, you must be careful not to let it annoy or distress you, but to look upon it merely as an addition to your knowledge, a new fact to be considered in studying the character of humanity. Your attitude towards it will be that of the mineralogist who stumbles across a characteristic, a specimen of a mineral. It's almost like looking, pe looking at people, almost like you'd look at like a plant or a bird or like a comet or something like that. You know what I mean? Where you're looking at something so objectively like, okay, here's Steven. He has these traits in like social settings. He has these physical traits, emotional traits, and looking at it without emotion and biases. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not just going to immediately like you because we have a lot of the same like ideologues, you know? Yeah. So it's like when you look at something objectively like that, whether you inherently like the person or don't like the person, you can just look at it and observe it and like add it to your knowledge. Like he says right there. It's yeah. so cool to think about. It is definitely interesting to think of uh, things like that. Things that would like generally upset you or give you a negative connotation of someone instead to take it more logistically instead of emotionally. And it's, yeah. it's kind of like an eye opener to me because I've said on the podcast before that I just don't have patience for stupidity. Yeah. And it just bothers me. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I should be taking that into account and how... I would treat this person instead of just being angry about it. Mm -hmm. What he gets at is essentially just to accept it as it is and don't make decisions out of emotion immediately. Like the longer you can put off, like especially making a, a decision out of like resentment or hate, like the better mm -hmm. off you are Yeah, because you see someone doing some dumb shit and you just like immediately resent them like how could you be so stupid you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you mean what like that mean? kid holding open the door just standing in the doorway like an like an npc like bro you gonna move remember he's in front of like goose or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, bro. i'm just gonna plow into this guy <laughs> <laughs> i know but then you just like what is going on in his head and you actually start to ha like gain empathy for him and the more yeah. empathy you have as a person the better person you are in general yeah so i was uh i was listening to uh I haven't listened to Rhett and Link in a long time, but I was because they had Matthew McConaughey on. Oh, their, I love uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He's cool. So, and they were talking about the idea of um, having an ego. Mm. And they said, and it was really interesting how he put this, because normally we say you got to crush your ego yeah. because it's just bad. But the thing is, is that your ego is the only emotion that you can express that's specific to you. It's your only original emotion that you have. Mm-hmm. Because it's the combination of all the past emotions you have about different scenarios put together. Exactly. So basically what Matthew McConaughey was getting at is that it's not such a bad thing to have an ego. It's mm -hmm. just how you decide to use it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the only original emotion that you can express. So it's an expression of you. So what you need to do is make sure that that expression of you is a good one. Yeah. So it's like have an ego 
but make sure it's tuned. It's tuned yes. up. You know what I yes. mean? Where it's not like spitting out resentment and hate every two seconds. Like it's actually tuned towards like empathy and like thinking of making the world a better place instead of just like a shit fest. Exactly. Know? Exactly. And that's what he was getting about where he was talking about how it was like in his career where he did like four rom-coms in a row. Yeah. And then he just didn't want to do them anymore. So he was like trying to get through to the industry that is like, I'm not doing rom-coms anymore. I want to do, I want to do my thing. Yeah. So he's like, I had to kind of like redirect how he felt about things. Mm-hmm. So he's like turning down like a $14 million offer. That was originally a $4 million offer for a rom-com because he's got to like, He's got to be his own person. He's got to be yeah. the person he wants to be. Wow. That yeah. takes some balls, eh? Yeah. Holy. But the guy's got commitment. Yeah. And that's what we all need in our lives. We all need a $10 million offer that we can turn down so we can be the person we want to be. Wow. That's crazy. That's commitment, think though. It <laughs> is. And you know what? I'm just thinking it was probably the best decision he ever made because he wouldn't be the Matthew McConaughey we know yeah. if he didn't make that decision back then. Yeah. Talked hmm. about how it was like such a turning point in his career. Even mm-hmm. like in his life, like emotionally. Wow. You know, it's been a turning point in my life uh, recently. What is that? Taking naps. <laughs> this <laughs> sounds like some <laughs> simple pussy shit. I'm telling you, man. I've been taking like a midday nap uh, early afternoon, like 1230. If I'm if I'm like if I've learned a lot or done a lot of like exercise and I need just to chill out for a second because I feel like I'm drowsy. Either yeah. I can spend like the next eight waking hours just like dragging my soul through the day, like half conscious, or I can just take like a quick like either 20 or like 90 if I'm really feeling it, like minute nap, and I get up and I'm like fully refreshed and I'm operating on all cylinders again. And that I've never done this in like the last 22 years of my life. I have never taken like a midday nap because it's like... So ex- explain to me, walk me through how you started doing this and how it first, how you first got into it. Because I hate the concept of taking naps yeah. because it just ruins my sleep schedule. Yeah. And I end up just feeling worse. So I looked and I was very like six up skeptic of this because yeah. I've never done it in my life. And I just think like people out there that are lazy, yeah. you know, then society thinks that way too. But they're wrong in a way <laughs> i don't think that it's lazy in a sense i yeah. feel like it's a waste of time yeah okay okay so this is where i'm i'm getting at like the physiology behind the nap yep they ran a bunch of tests and they found out if you took an early afternoon nap like 12 30 is the perfect time yeah and you do like a memory test you're gonna remember like almost everything that they test you on like boom boom boom, boom. you're not gonna and then the people that were just like essentially sleep deprived by going all day and then getting tested at the same time without the nap halfway through the day, they only remember what half as much as the people that had the nap. So I'm like, yeah. why is it, what's the mechanism that makes you remember like 50% more in this case? Like, how's that work? And so there's some people that know the brain will know that the hippocampus is like the RAM. A lot of people that listen like are no computers. Yeah. So the RAM is like your random access memory. That's like the information you take in during the day. The stuff I'm telling you right now is just kind of sinking into random access memory in yeah. your hippocampus. But that fills up. That fills up pretty quick. What you have to do is move that to your like SSD or your hard drive, your big long-term storage in your neocortex, like the big logical thinking part of your brain. And how that works is through these sleep spindles, like these little electrical activities. It's like a whole orchestra of electrical activity that happens when you sleep. It's so interesting. And they find there's certain ways that you can actually boost this electrical activity. So you not only remember more, but you remember it faster. 
So now you're interested. Okay, so I can learn like 50% more and I can do it faster than most people. Like over the course of like years of my life, I'm going to be like an encyclopedia of knowledge yeah. to make way better decisions. And like I'll feel younger. I'm going to live longer. I'm going to be like more fit. Like there's so many, I'm not getting into all the benefits of sleep, but just in terms of memory alone, I'll give you a perfect example. Nick, that guy has like a photographic memory. Yeah. You, you, you tell him like any, um, what's like the, the breakdown of, of letters, you know what I'm talking about? Um, oh yeah. Oh God, no. Acronyms. Yeah. You tell him like any acronym and he'll tell you like the full out. Like, yeah. When you're like, Nick, what project are you working on? And it's like, it's like a 10 minute endeavor yeah. <laughs> to name the title. The full introduction. Yeah. So, and he has such a good photographic memory. And I noticed that his, he loves sloths and his like, um, spirit animal is the sloth. But I'm like, how that can sounds I, so backwards. Yeah. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm like, how can an animal that's so like its whole emphasis is being lazy, like be so productive. He's had like, like more jobs than I I have fingers. Like he has management positions. He has like peer reviewed papers published and all this shit. I'm like, bro, how can I like a essential sloth have so much work yeah. done? And it's because like I was saying before, are you going to drag yourself through the day feeling like half conscious or you take a small nap, remember everything you did in the morning and you're going to be firing on all cylinders for the rest of the day. So I find the biggest downfall is you're going to piss off anyone you're working with. Because <laughs> 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 like I've been doing a lot more like construction where we're building like a, like an arc, essentially the, the shop, like we're wiring it up and all that. And my dad's taking his time. I'm like, come on, man. It's 12.30. You're cutting into my nap time. <laughs> and he looks at me. He goes, what are you, 84? I'm like, no, bro. Like, I'm young. I'm developing, man. I'm developing. <laughs> yeah, like, I got to take my naps. But I come back and I'm, like, ready to go. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I feel so refreshed and so good. If you take it past, like, 3 o'clock p.m., though, you are cutting into your sleep. Yeah. So anytime before that, you're usually golden. Uh, especially you wake up pretty early. So it takes me so long to fall asleep though. I just don't think I'm part of that population that could benefit from a nap. Mm, don't bash it. So you try it. I, I like, how long, how long do you nap for? Like if you're like, how long does it take? It takes you like, it's gotta be like under 10 minutes for you to fall asleep. Uh, depending on how I feel. Like if I hit my, if, if my head hits a pillow, I could be out pretty quick. Oh my yeah. goodness. I'm so, I, I don't even want to get into it because of how jealous that makes me. It takes mm. me like 45 minutes to an hour to fall asleep. Hmm. I am and that's like, like at night tired. Wow. Yeah. I'm if like I'm the like, sleep lord. I'll get into that. Even if there's been nights where like, like I'm down like six hours of sleep. Like I'm running on like two to four hours of sleep and yeah. it still takes me like 30 minutes to fall asleep the Whoa. next day. Like after I had like two to four hours of sleep, hmm. I'm up for 12 to 14 hours and then going to bed. It's like still like 30 minutes to fall. Like I should be passing out instantly, bro. Yeah. What is the uh, temperature of your room? 21. 21 degrees. Okay. Like it's it's relatively cold? Yeah. Okay. Temperature doesn't seem to... Uh, I'm not like waking up in a cold sweat or anything. I was worried about heat. As if, if your room's too hot, it'll take you a long time to go to sleep. Your body has to drop like two degrees for you to actually like get into that sleep. That's why it's always way better to fall asleep in a cold room than trying to fall asleep in a hot room. Yeah. So I agree to fall asleep in a cold room, but if I wake up and I'm cold, oh my mm -hmm. God, it's the worst thing ever. Mm, yeah. I feel that. That's like, that's like when you're supposed to be like in a cocoon of like your own body heat and you wake up and mm -hmm. you're just cold and you can't mm -hmm. do anything about it. It takes a while to like warm yourself. So 
I, I know I was mentioning that there's actually a couple ways to boost like the memory in your sleep and how I'm doing it like purely like scientifically almost as an experiment of like how much can I remember during the day? Yeah. Just by like adding a nap in. Have so, you tested yourself? I haven't tested myself, but like anecdotal evidence, I feel like I'm learning a lot more because I can actually feel myself processing the information and thinking about it more abstractly as I close my eyes and like yeah. start to fall into a sleep. So the two things you can do, these have been like scientifically proven at Stanford and a couple other places too, where if you want to have the most, because you know when you sleep, you your brain clears out, like it has like a recycling program where it clears a lot of like the, the um, useless stuff out, the byproducts and the toxins and all that, that build up in your brain. It kind of flushes it out through your yeah. spinal system. So it attaches to this uh, molecule called glia. It's like a Latin word for glue in your brain mm-hmm. and it washes out how you boost this to like essentially clean your brain and like clean your whole um, mentals faster is by either sleeping on your side. Like this is the most natural way to sleep is like on your side or sleep on your back. I'm a big back sleeper with your feet elevated, like on a pillow. Yeah. And this creates like a back pressure and it just like flushes out your brain to clear all the toxins out. So you wake up actually feeling refreshed. So try that, sleep on your side. The other experiment, they did this in Sweden. It was really weird. They got a hospital bed that they were like putting test subjects in, patients yeah. in. And they have like a hoist and pulley developed <laughs> to this bed to raise it in the air. And so they'd swing it. <laughs> like these people not know what a hammock is. It would be so much easier just to string up a hammock. They have like no, an advanced like, pulley system to attach to a hospital bed. What the fuck are they, they doing? They got like a 6,000 pound like fully mechanical like electronic yeah. hospital bed. And they're like... Uh, let's just put it in the air. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, let's get a hammock. But they, they found this swaying motion actually produces almost double the amount. Actually, it was double the amount of spindle activity that transfers memories from your hippocampus to your neocortex. So if you want to remember more, uh, falling asleep in like a nice cool hammock on your side or on your back with your feet elevated is like the best way scientifically proven because I'm the same way as you. I don't want to waste time during the day yeah. taking a nap. Like that sounds stupid. Like yeah. it sounds like a simple move. But if I can do it to remember like twice as much, like faster and feel refreshed, and, like be alert. Hell yeah, I'm doing that every day. I yeah. can like realistically. Yeah. If I was like texting you and you're like, you're like, oh, I'll be like, going to go for a nap right now. And it's like <laughs> one, I'd be like, bro, are you thick, man? Like you have so many other things you could be doing. Yeah. Oh, and I do believe me, but because I take the nap, I can do those things a lot more efficiently. That makes sense. It's a good trade-off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I start sleeping on my lunch break. What time do you normally take lunch breaks? Twelve between like twelve thirty, one thirty. Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. I know. I know. That's perfect. That's actually what our appointment coordinator does. She goes to her car and she like she'll sleep sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I gotta ask her if it's just because she's tired or is it because she's like actually like low key smart and super remembering. My yeah. my memory's already pretty good. Oh, not, it would not, be definitely not as good as Nick's. Yeah, I'm not like photographic like Nick's. Yeah, but I remember a lot of like things that I don't need to remember. Mm. It's the only reason why I know a little about a lot <laughs> is because I remember all these stupid little things. Yeah, I'll be unstoppable. Yeah, maybe uh, this is how I'll get a photographic memory. Literally, just man, I'm telling you. And I asked him too. I, I brought it up to him. I go, "Do you like take naps? I know you said like, your spirit animal is a sloth, but like, do you actually take naps?" He goes, "Oh hell yeah, like he does." <laughs> and I'm like, "This is." Like the best kept secret, man. 
Yeah, no bro. No one's taking naps. You, so if you awake, you fake, man. You gotta get, <laughs> you gotta get to bed. <laughs> like, damn. I think it's all about when you take it, but um, I'm definitely going straight to sleep after this episode. Oh yeah, and do you want to know a faster way to go to sleep? Yes, yes. I think yes. you're begging for this answer. I bro. have a wedge pillow. Oh yeah, really? for the posture, you stick it under your legs so that your like spine is straight. Oh, oh my wow. god, man, it makes such a difference. Sometimes. Do you put it like under your knees or under your feet? Like it's like a whole wedge pillow. Like it'll go like under your under your legs, so that your like legs are like propped up almost like like ninety degrees, and then like the wedge down. Like like that? So that you would... I know it's an audio podcast, but like, so you're like this, essentially. Oh, you yeah. bro, that's yeah. what I'm so, talking so that about. It's straight, it keeps your back straight, keeps your spine straight while you lay yeah. down. That's cool. Yeah. What does your girl think of that? <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine her trying to get cozy in bed. <laughs> and you have this, this giant foam block. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's just been like sitting in the corner, but I'll bring it out next time and see what she thinks about it. Yeah, that's hilarious. She'll oh, probably just be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, this actually... Okay, so I was going to tell you really quickly. What food do you think has the most amount of melatonin in it that puts you to sleep faster? Oh, you know, man. I actually have no idea. Because, you know, I'll give you, like, a list of, like... Can I count melatonin gummies as... No, that's not, that's <laughs> not food. Because I, don't, I do not recommend anyone takes melatonin. Like, period. No, I took it, like, the one time that I, like, took it, it was, like, the craziest sleep ever. Like, I felt like I was, like, hallucinating going to sleep when Whoa. I was trying to go to sleep. And then yeah. I just couldn't sleep for, like, four days after that. So... The reason I don't recommend anyone take melatonin is because right now the supplement in- industry is like super toxic. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like they'll try to... It's very superficial. Yeah. There's going to be two companies that are making like these melatonin supplements. One's like, oh, well, we can do it cheaper. And the other one's going to be, oh, we'll give you more. And so on yeah. average... It's you all like to- fake tests and favoring, um, like favor- like favoring favorable results from their quote-unquote tests. Oh, absolutely. And they're not even putting out shit that's, like, natural for us. So, on average, we need, like, four mil- four milligrams of melatonin to put us into sleep. That's what we naturally get. I feel like it's, like, a nut or, like, a cranberry or something You're like that. You're very close. We'll yeah. get into it. So I think it's because you told me this before, and I sort of remember it. I should have slept after. I would have remembered yeah, it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> so, it takes about four milligrams of melatonin to put us into a natural sleep. And that's what we naturally generate on a daily basis. These supplements are between like 100 and 500 milligrams of melatonin. So they said, this is a lot. This is like hundreds of times more than we Bro, should be this, getting. I, that makes sense because the one time that I did took it, it knocked my ass out. Yeah. And that's like crazy. So we should not be taking this on a daily basis. So he said, what, what are the uh, long-term effects of taking like hundreds of times the amount of melatonin we should need every single day? So they tested it in gerbils and dogs and a bunch of other and monkeys and other animals. And they found it like shrunk the testes of these like gerbils 60 times. Oh my so God. So they turned bro. into like these like tiny raisins. Like what the fuck? And then they found, oh, it happens in like dogs too. And I'm like, you'd have to be naive to think it wouldn't happen in humans if it's happening in all these other species. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just regular basis taking melatonin. And I admit I've taken it before too. Like, oh yeah, I'll just have a nice sleep, relax supplement okay y'all take one of those tonight i feel like having a good sleep yeah but i didn't realize i was taking this like fucking testy shrinking like (laughs) you know what i mean oh my gosh that's scary so yeah that's why i don't recommend anyone takes it but natural levels of it are fine if you're only taking like two to three or four milligrams of it you're in the clear but if you're taking 500 milligram supplements every night you're gonna have problems yeah yeah yeah. i mean you're not gonna you're gonna be a simp in a couple days so 
you were very close when you said nut pistachios have the highest amount of melatonin out of any food. How many would you have to eat to achieve this four milligram? Take a wild guess. Maybe like a handful. Two. What? <laughs> two pistachios has four milligrams of melatonin. In it. So like two each. Yeah. I guess I, I don't even like pistachios, but I'll start eating them if I can go to sleep quicker. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, it's technically like a melatonin supplement, so I wouldn't recommend taking it every day. We've gone full circle now, eh? Yeah. You talked to me about putting uh, coffee beans underneath my tongue. Now you're talking to me about taking pistachios to yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> Isn't it cool, though? It's like biohacking, like things that you wouldn't just regularly do, but it's like, oh, if I take two of these, and I've noticed it because I tried taking two of them like two nights ago, and I went to a nice deep sleep, man. Yeah. And I tried taking them early, too, I'm like, just to see if it had an effect on my sleep schedule. So it's coming out like six o'clock. And sure enough, by like 730, I'm like tired. yawning. I'm like, why am I so tired? It's only 730. <laughs> Although it was due to the whole daylight savings time. Yeah. I'm just going to finish up this whole thing on sleep by saying there is like the biggest global study on sleep that happens once a year, maybe twice a year because of the, the daylight savings and givings or whatever it's called when the time goes back and forth. <laughs> I've never heard anybody call it daylight giving. <laughs> I don't know what it's called when it goes the other way. <laughs> it's still just daylight savings. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what I, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. It should be daylight giving. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what it counts to in my brain. So they found that one day a year, there's the most amount of car accidents, heart attacks, and like people that are going to the hospital. One day a year, there's a big spike. It's got to be the day that it switches forward. Yeah. Because everyone just loses an hour of sleep. Yeah, the day that everyone loses an hour of sleep, the most amount of car accidents happen that day. Heart attacks, medical problems, the hospitals are just packed full of people. Doesn't that give you like such an importance on sleep, on sleep when like yeah. one hour can like fuck up humanity, like is, billions is of like, people? Is no, like when it switched a couple weeks ago, is that like the diverse of it? Yeah. Where that was when like everyone the was the best snoozing. day ever. Yeah. Everyone's got like, yeah. good memory. Everyone's feeling chipper. Yeah. <laughs> Those are like, I literally look forward to that day for that reason so that I can steal an extra hour of sleep because I can yeah. ride, I can ride that for like a couple of days. Oh yeah. Because I'll be like, it'll be like, I'll be going to bed like two days after and it'll be like nine o'clock and I'll be like, but it feels like 10 and then mm -hmm. I go to bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's nice to still sleep that way. Yeah. So that actually gets into the very next rule. And I was going to bring it up that at the beginning of me writing these alpha virtues, I put right in like the title, these rules for life are dynamic and expected to change over time as I gain new knowledge. So the next one that we were going to talk about it got changed. had to do with decision-making, but it got changed because you have to be so careful. And this goes for any rule in life. When someone tells you how to make a decision in a total totalitarian way. Yeah. So saying like, anytime you run into this dude, you got to make this decision. But it's like, how can you know? Because the world is so dynamic. Like yeah. things could easily shift, right? It's like, I feel uncomfortable saying that if you make a decision this way, it'll be right for eternity or for as long as this podcast survives. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like I felt really greasy about it. And it was the next thing that we were going to, the next rule that we were going to bring up. I got to change it. So I, I was thinking about it and it came down to the best way to make decisions is to be selfish about your sleep. That's the new rule. And it makes so much sense. Alphas, think of a lion in the prairie. The alpha male lions, they sleep like all day, man. Yeah. They're selfish about their sleep. 
And it makes sense because that is going to be the best way in your unique situation to gather all the information you know to make the best decision possible. But what if you're not gathering information? What if you're not doing these things to gather information? What if you're literally just sleeping all the time? Then you got to make the sleep worth it, though. You know what I mean? Hmm. If I just like went to work and I got home and I immediately went to sleep, I'm not gaining knowledge. Yeah, there's definitely a difference between just being depressed and sleeping all the time and being selfish with your sleep. Being yeah. selfish with your sleep means like, I, I'll give you a perfect example. My buddy was like, hey, man, we need a, a fourth in beer pong. Like we, we had to make the teams even come through and it's 946 at night. Yeah. And this is like time that I am like just finishing my last journal entry, like just going to bed. And he's like, come on, ew, come on. Ew. I'm like feeling selfish with my sleep right now. <laughs> like yeah. I know that if I go out, I'm going to be there till like one in the morning. I'm going to feel like shit the next day. And it's going to put my whole week off the rails. So I am selfish about my sleep in that regard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're right. Like if you're just going home and immediately sleeping and then just going to work and then getting home and then sleeping, it's like your life isn't going to feel like no. life. It's not going to feel fulfilled. It's not going to be anything. Right. But that being said, if you go without it, let's talk about the complete opposite. You go with no sleep. You're going to be like super miserable and moody and forgetful and you're going to cause accidents and no one's going to want to hang out with you because you're just not Steven. You know what I mean? If you got no sleep. So if you look at the two opposite ends of the spectrum, I'd rather just get sleep the majority of the time. So did you go? No, I didn't. Huh. Yeah. This is, I'm actually adopting these virtues, man. I read these every day. I expected it to be like, I should have, but I did. <laughs> I should have, no. but I did. And I'm kind of running the opposite recently. I'm trying to like favor the time that I'm enjoying in my life and trying to make it like last as long as possible. Yeah. So like I'm staying up late to do things that I want to do. So this is interesting. We can get into this. They ran a lot of, forgive my language, fucked up sleeps like studies. Yeah. I was reading, you know, I love like research literature. I favor like education of this shit. Yeah. This is my entertainment, like reading these research papers that are coming out of like Stanford and Harvard and shit like that. But some of the research that they did on sleep was just fucking like, I would not want to take part in this study. I don't know how they even like recruited people to take part in this study. Ask okay. Nick how he got recruited to do that maximum <laughs> strength test yeah. and get it for no money. No, it was like 50 bucks or something like that. Yeah. I'm sure. It's like god awful. And so I'll give you an example. Some of these were like you had to do um, like very like tedious tasks like if a certain like color comes up on the screen, you had to like press a button and you just had to do that like over and over again, like until you're just fucking sleep deprived and miserable. And you just have to keep doing it and oh. keep doing it. Keep pressing this button. As soon as a certain color would appear, this number would appear. So you had to like stay conscious and aware of the fact that you're doing this. That makes you tired just but thinking about it. for hours and hours and hours and hours. And like, who would ever like sign up for that? <laughs> you know what I mean? But then they found there's these things that happen when we're very sleep deprived. They're called micro sleeps. And they are like scary. Yeah. To the point where like I'd be talking to you right now if you're in a micro sleep and you just wouldn't respond. You yeah. would be like complete, like almost like a coma. Like you wouldn't even be present. I'd like slap you in the face and you wouldn't even know what's going on. Yeah. And so the thing is like when these like, um, like truck drivers or people that are driving in the middle of the night have these micro sleeps, they are literally driving this like projectile like 80 or 120 kilometers an hour 
just yeah. barreling through and like literally nobody's in control because it's but a ever, micro sleep. Yeah, it's kind of like you ever get like that where you're driving somewhere like long, long drive at night. And all of a sudden mm. you just kind of like regain consciousness and you, you like you've just covered like 50 kilometers and you're like, I have no conscious memory of anything I did in the last 30 minutes of driving. Yeah. Again, we're back to memory and sleep, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's very interrelated. Another really like messed up study had to do with rhinovirus getting shot up in people's noses and people volunteered for it. They consented. Yeah, let's get like the common flu just shot up in my nose. Like, why not? And so they had a test where 50% of the people had like eight hours of sleep and the other 50% of the people had um, like degraded levels of sleep. So like um, six and four hours. Yeah. And the people that had four hours of sleep had 50% of them had symptoms like immediately like runny nose they were coughing they had phlegm all this garbage and the people that had eight hours sleep only 18% of those people actually had symptoms after getting this virus literally shot up their nose yeah so it goes to show that it affects our immune system as well it's a very key indicator but I was I thought it was kind of a funny study like imagine like hey like get rhinovirus shot up your nose like then go to 50 sleep 50 bucks <laughs> yeah yeah and get sleep deprived it's like <laughs> and get sleep deprived yeah, sign me up for that like oh my Do you think gosh it, like maybe you chose I wonder if you chose whether you got 8, 6 or 4 or there's kind of two I don't straws. think I don't think you got the choice I don't think yeah. anyone would choose to get that like shitty sleep you know what I mean they must pay you, they must have paid you more if you got the 4 instead of the 8 though yeah It'd be kind of bullshit otherwise <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have sympathy for these people. Yeah, I do too. And apparently there's like some like really weird like Russian sleep experiments and shit. Oh my god. Like ones that yeah. you hear about on like 4chan. I'm not gonna get into those because like Yeah, I've got, I've gone down the Russian sleep experiment rabbit hole. Oh, you've heard about these. Oh, of course I have, because it's it's one of those lines where you're like, Oh, this is definitely fake. And then there's just like an odd number of uh things supporting this, and you're like Yeah, yikes. It's nightmare fuel is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and I think I like seen a picture or something like that. I, well, they, I did, don't know. they did that in World War Two. We talked about this before. How many soldiers were just literally on meth? Because how do you get more soldiers? You either get more soldiers or you make your soldiers stay awake longer. Yeah, it's the equivalent of having more soldiers. Wow, that's wild. It's people do definitely uh, discredit how how important sleep is to your general health. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. They actually took it out of the Guinness Book of World Records, like the amount, like guy that stayed up the longest or whatever. Because pe people were trying oh, it and they were I having see. like all, but think about it. Like we literally put some guy in like a There's hot, so many Guinness World Records that'll get you killed. That oh, I know. Other ones like worse than that. Like but that's literally what I'm get saying. you killed way quicker. Bro, they literally put someone in a hot air balloon, threw him in the fucking stratosphere and had him jump out yeah. from this free fall. But they don't want people to go without sleep for more than like two, three days because it's like so deleterious on health. Yeah. That just goes to show how important it is. Brady's also, talked about how like um, in the army, how he's had to like stay up for so long and so long and so long. And just, wow. you get to the point where you just hallucinate. It's yeah. Just, it takes so much out of you to do it. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So that's my uh, rule number seven is... Be selfish with your sleep. If you have the opportunity to take an afternoon nap and you're feeling like, oh, I don't want to drag myself through the next couple hours of this day. I want to just feel revived. Yeah. And it's 1230. That's a perfect time. Past three o'clock. I don't recommend it. But uh, I follow some of that where it's like if it gets to a point in the day where I'm just tired, I'm just like, I'm tired. My body wants to go to sleep. I will go to sleep. Yeah. 
And it serves your memory a lot better too. I had, like I said, I haven't like tested myself or anything yeah. formal, but just like remembering facts and locations and names and all this kind of stuff, it has definitely helped. I see you taking a breath. That's rule number eight. Alpha virtue number eight, sorry. Yeah. Breathe deeply through your nose. You want to be able to tune your cortisol and manage stress effectively. The best way to do this is through breathing. To lower stress, practice the physiological sigh. We'll practice that right now. So that is... <sighs> you're close. You almost did it. So they found this is the fastest way to lower cortisol and get your heart rate to just drop nicely. Explain cortisol for those who don't know. Okay, so cortisol is... Asking for a friend. The... Fight or flight response. Okay. It's almost like your your adrenaline, how you get like really up and at it. So yeah. that doesn't make you think clearly. That makes you think kind of like irrationally and emotionally in the moment. But you don't want to be thinking like that all the time, especially if you have like a big decision to make. Yeah. You want to think clearly and calmly. And the best way to do that is by breathing like this. So notice after you take like a deep breath in, you do like another one little spike. Yeah. You like a big sniff in and then you just fill up all the bronchioles and get all the CO2 out of your lungs. And that release of CO2 drops your stress and your cortisol like tenfold. It's literally the fastest way to do it. Huh? Yeah. That's like almost similar to Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. The Wim Hof breathing techniques. That's the opposite though. That's to increase stress. So it's almost like a hyperventilating in a way that yeah. increases cortisol. That's when that's the opposite effect. I do the Wim Hof breathing right when I when I'm switching the water to cold in the shower. Yeah, I've tried it. Like if I just like sit there and just breathe normally and switch it to cold, I do way worse in terms of like how comfortable I am with doing it. Unless I like turn it to cold and I immediately just start <sighs> and just like flushing my body. Really? Yeah. It's interesting what it does. Eh? It puts you almost like in a primal state. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. It's interesting to push your limits. It's definitely a, it's a high that I like to chase. Mm. Although I was doing the physiological side because I've done Wim Hof breathing before for like cold temperature. Yeah. Today I did it with um, the physiological side. So like lowering cortisol right before I hopped into the cold shower. Yeah. And it made me super calm. Like the water was hitting me and I was just like not caring yeah. at all. I was just sitting there smiling like this is whatever. <laughs> I felt, like a, I felt like, a, like a zoned out hippie or something like that. Like the water was just blasting me and I felt it, but I'm like, ah, it's fine. You know what I mean? I wasn't like super amped up or like trying to numb out my my like pain response or anything like that. I was yeah. so chill. So there's two ways you can, you can encounter pain, I guess. I usually just dismiss it. Yeah. I have a high tolerance for pain. Do you? Yeah. You know, it's a fun... I, I'm going to stop with the I'll, studies. I'll complain about pain a lot. I'll be like, oh, yeah. you mean you hurt. But it's like, eh, I just get over it. Really? Yeah. You know who gets over it the fastest? Gingers. Redheads. Oh, yes, they do have a... I think they... What they do? They did a test. I had like a t- statistic to it, like 17%, I want to say, for some reason. Oh, they have like a certain like molecule that has to do with like melanin in their, in their skin. Yeah. And it actually uh, reduces the pain response. To the point where they can go into like a nice bath or a cold shower and it like doesn't really affect them. Obviously, I'm overgeneralizing. Everyone's different, but they yeah. found that the vast majority of gingers have uh, reduced pain. My dad's hair used to be red. Really? Yeah. When he was like a kid and just grew out of it, went brown. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did he have fair skin and freckles? Maybe. Ooh. I don't think I've seen a picture of my dad as a kid. Wow. I actually seen 
uh, picture of my dad as a kid. You, you know who he looked like? You. Uh, you know um, Pedro out of Napoleon Dynamite? You're with joking. The, with the mustache. You. I'll show you a picture of him, man. <laughs> I shit you not. He looked like straight, like Spanish. <laughs> yeah. He worked in the tobacco fields and all that, though. So he had a crazy tan going on. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Pedro. <laughs> Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so funny, bro. Oh, my God. But we're getting sidetracked. Alpha virtue number nine. You are on number nine. Oh my gosh. Punish bad behavior. If someone wrongs you, let them know. Sometimes they want a reaction. So silence is a deadly weapon. This is almost like Robert Greene kind of like cunning. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true though. I definitely try to, I don't, so I don't use silence, but I definitely try to punish bad behavior. Really? Give me an example of that. I got to think of one. <laughs> I feel like you already have one. <laughs> you got to think of like, it's, it's easier just like think of one. It's hard to like think of how you word it to like add context to it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I So I try to punish bad behavior when people have like negative thoughts about themselves. Mm. Oh, so you're doing it in like reversing self-deprecating way. Yes. Okay, yes. I understand. So if say like, if you started like talking about like some insecurities or something mm-hmm. and I just like stop and be like, Shane, you're being an idiot right now talking to yourself like that. I was like, like I would immediately punish the behavior and try to like belittle you for thinking like that mm. so that you take it towards, you take it as a negative connotation of thinking like that. Mm. Like there's backlash to you thinking like that. Yeah. You're almost training people to think of themselves in a better light. That's a very cool way to yeah. improve people. Wow. Yeah. I know it sounds bad just to be like somebody's like, you know, expressing insecurities and then I tell them how much of <laughs> They're trying to be vulnerable. Are, are yeah, you yeah. stupid? I'm like, <laughs> shut up, man. Like, <laughs> that's so cool though. I actually. That, uh, that's more of like a generalized response though. Obviously it's different yeah. for every interaction that I, that I proceed with that <laughs> sense, but that's an easier way to get the point across. It is, man. And honestly, I feel like that's what the world needs more of right now. Yeah. Because I would tell people sometimes like some stupid decision I'm making and like consciously making it and they go, yeah, yeah, I guess that's not right. But if you're like, Shane, dumbass, like listen to yourself, change the behavior. I'd be like, oh, okay. That's actually what I needed to hear. Yeah. If you were talking about sleep and then you were telling me how you're, you're going to play beer pong after this podcast, I'd be like, what are you doing? man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've become super selfish. It's because I binged this audio book about why we sleep. Cause I've always asked that question. Yeah. And now I know. It's weird how much of our bodies do what they do and we don't really know why. Yeah. But that's really the cool thing about this law of human nature book. So the 48 laws of power, they talked about how like other people act to manipulate you. Yeah. This is more about how humans behave in certain situations. So it applies much more to yourself as it does other people as well. Yeah. Cause like reading the 48 laws of power, I wasn't like introspecting like, Oh, this is how I act. Like this is, I wasn't learning anything like in that regard from it. Because yeah. You I weren't learning how you act. You were learning how to act. Yeah. Especially like in relation to these like manipulative people. Right. But this way is this book's more about like how human society acts in general. Like, yeah. It's going to be more introspective for sure. I'm excited to read it. It is weird to learn something like that on your own accord that can be life altering like that mm-hmm. because it's weird when you come, it's you're coming to the experience yourself because you're the one that's perceiving everything that you're reading and yeah. learning. And you're the one that comes to the full realization. Nobody's telling you, Shane, you do this wrong. You do this differently. Yeah. You read it. 
you perceived it and you concocted the own idea that you're yeah. like, this is something that I need to work on. And yeah. a lot of people can't do that. Yeah. It, a lot of people can't see the error in their own ways. It's crazy. It's almost like eating. That was the title to my, I title all of my journal entries. Oh, tell me about the journal, man. Yeah. I'm so excited. Let's um, get it. I, I'm trying to do it every day, but I usually end up like missing it. Uh-huh. So I'm like usually like a day behind, like I'll miss it. I, I like try to do it at night and I'll miss it and I'll just write it in the morning instead. Mm-hmm. But I try to title all of them. Yeah. And, and this today's title was addressing drawbacks. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I like how you give it like a general theme. Yeah. Holy. Because so, I might be like, I might want to like go back and look over it. And instead of just like reading like paragraph after paragraph, I can just read like the title and be like, okay, yeah. this. And then be like, oh, okay. Then go through it and see, you know, look for patterns essentially. Yeah. That's almost like the, uh, like appendix at the top. Like, yeah. A table of contents essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to commit to it. I'm, I am struggling. But I am trying to commit to it. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're struggling with overall? The consistency of doing it. Oh, the consistency. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all about habit formation, brother. Like that, it's child's play once you get like a couple weeks under your belt. Yeah, it's not in my habit. So it's, it's I understand when I miss it, mm-hmm. but I'm making the time to do it again instead of just being like, oh, well. Yeah. The, yeah. If you like, for example, write down that, oh, I'm working on this thing. I, every- did my en- I did my entry before you got here. Did so, you yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I'm good to go. That's awesome. Yeah. If you like essentially like me and Nick know about this when we're like trying to get shit done. If you like set a date with yourself, like, okay, at this date and time, I'm going to do this. Your chances of doing that are like three times increased. I need to start doing that because yeah. I don't like setting dates or goals like that because I feel it's like it's just, way. I know, but I'm so pessimistic about it. I'm like, oh, I'm just setting myself up for failure if I don't do it though. But it, they have a three times more likely chance to do it because you don't want know, that failure, I know, right? I know. It's amazing when you, and they just like statistically show up. But if you have like a memory in your head, like, oh, y'all just do it at this time. Like, fuck, no, you're not. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like when I make appointments for anything, like doctor's appointments or whatever, I, yeah. I never write it down. I just, I just, I'll go. Really? Yeah, but, I'll just remember. Nice. Well, yeah. I'm glad you remember that. I'm talking about holding yourself accountable though. Write down a date and time. Every night at... X time before I go to bed, I'm going to do this journal. I would like literally make a reminder in my phone, but the UI for making reminders in your calendar on an iPhone is like the worst fucking thing I want to use. I hate it so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I use Google Calendar on an iPhone. I I tried the reminder app because I found I I was uh, told that that thing actually existed. Yeah. So we'll see. I put my doctor's appointment coming up in the reminders app. I'm going to see if it actually did anything. Very nice. Are they just going to give you brand new legs at this point? They're just like, fuck him. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, there's no help. <laughs> Let's get him some bionic legs. I'll be like, bro, like 23. Yeah. Wow. Well, Steven, you know what? I think with innovation and sleep, you're going to turn on, turn into the $6 million man. That'd be nice. We're going to rebuild you. We're going to make you stronger. The million dollar arm. Never seen that movie. I went through the whole kinovation that Nick sent me yeah. and I was like reading through it, reading through it. And I like kept going back to it and I go through the first sentence again and I realized he put my, it's like, it's like actually personalized to me because yeah. it says big mon Steve <laughs> <laughs> and I died, bro. It was yeah. the funniest thing when I saw that I screenshot it and put it in the group chat. That's awesome. You been, Any, yeah, yeah. Anyways. You've been hitting the workout still though? Like, yeah, I've been going to the gym. My chest is on fucking fire. Nice. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Be a lifelong learner. 
Read the information presented to you and observe what is happening around you. Some of the greatest lessons are subtle and only your gut instinct will pick up on them. To truly learn, ruminate on the information by practicing NSDR, non-sleep deep rest, or walking out in nature, followed by journaling. This will enhance your learning by grappling it to what you know. NSDR is almost like the same thing as a nap. Mm -hmm. So no sleep dreaming. Non-sleep deep rest. Okay, okay. So that's almost like the same as meditation where you take yeah. like deep breaths. And all. You're not like going to a, a big sleep, but it's helping your hippocampus move that information up to your mind. So I think being a learner has to do with your like mind state though. Yeah. Does that you, make sense? Yeah. If you're not in the position to take in new information, yeah. you just won't. Like, And that's like the basis of a narcissistic personality. Yeah. Like remember when we talked the la last episode about me journaling yeah and i just wasn't in and i said that i literally had like the same conversation before i mm -hmm. just wasn't in the right mind space to actually listen and understand to it mm -hmm. and then i got the backlash for her because she's like we talked about this and i was like i know and she's like i literally told you the same thing and i was like <laughs> i know <laughs> but maybe it was the fact you heard it twice that it just felt like it hit heavier you know yeah I mean? yeah because like, like, why okay. are so many people telling me this? Yeah, I was like, have if, some if two people in such a short amount of time are telling me literally the exact same thing, yeah. maybe I do need to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want me to do, if you want me to do what you tell me, you just gotta tell me twice. There you go. That's the key. Yeah. How would you say someone should cultivate being a like a learner, a lifelong learner? You definitely have to have an open mind. Mm -hmm. I, I told you that I struggle with being like very reluctant to try new things, mm -hmm. but I'm like so mad at myself when I end up trying it and being like, why didn't I know? Why did I do this sooner? Like, why did I hate change so much? Mm -hmm. A lot of people just hate change. I think it's a masculine trait to be stubborn. Does that make sense? I wouldn't call it a masculine trait. No, no. Cause I feel like on average, like, Hmm. Uh, maybe I'm taking that too literally because women can be pretty stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I heard it somewhere and that's why I was, I was running it by you, but I haven't like fact checked it, but I heard someone say like that, um, stubbornness is a masculine trait. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. I was wanting to run it by you to see what you think. I can be pretty stubborn, but I also cannot be very masculine either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess it, go, it doesn't go hand in hand. I think it. I think stubbornness kind of depends on how you view yourself too. I think people who are stubborn usually believe that they're always right, or they're very. They can be very narcissistic mm -hmm. because why would they change? Why would they do anything differently? Because they're already the best person that they can be. You know. Yeah. Oh, that just goes hand in hand with closed-mindedness. Yeah. You know what I mean, hmm. That's such like a poisonous way of thinking. Okay, here's my next question. This one's very serious and personal. How would you? get a closed-minded person to think more open-minded? I would essentially just constantly berate them with, <laughs> outside, with outside thinking. With outside thinking? Okay. Yeah. So, like, they would, like, oh, yeah. present closed-minded idea, immediate devil's advocate of the other way around. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I love doing that. Even when it's, like, someone, like, completely genuine, just good intention, I'll be like... Yeah, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate right now, but like, what if? And I just yeah, like yeah, yeah. completely, I'm not gonna say show them their idea, but like have valid points to go against it. And I think that's like a valuable trait to have in a group is someone who can just look at it like unbiasedly. I'm not like, I, I tell the person, like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, what about this? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll be in that situation too, where it's like, it's like, oh, like, why do you want to argue about this? It's like, no, it's like, no, I'm not trying to argue about this. I'm just trying to present an alternative viewpoint to yeah. test your resolve. Yeah. That's what I try to do a lot is like I'll mm. I'll throw in an alternative viewpoint. Not because I think you're wrong or not because I want you to change your mind to the idea that I'm giving you, but I'm trying to see subconsciously how much you value your idea. Mm. So mm. if you were like, oh, if you were like, oh, I don't really want to journal. I think journaling's stupid. And I was like, you know, and I I don't think that's wrong. If you don't want to journal, you don't want to journal. Yeah. But I was like, you know, it has a lot of proven effects on things like memory, sleep, quality, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then you could be like, no, it's just not for me. Then I know, yeah, you're probably pretty set in your ways. But if you turned around and you're like, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it would be worth it. Mm -hmm. Then I'm opening you to a new idea. Yeah. It, it is almost like poking a hole in their defense, though, just to see if it just topples over immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it has, <laughs> it has a backlash that if somebody, like, has, like, this extremely closeted idea, and oh, the first yeah. thing you do is just turn it into Swiss cheese, like, they get offended over it. Yeah. Oh, and, and that's, that's a, why... That's I, another thing that people have to get over, too. Oh, for sure. Is that constructive criticism. You have to actually take it constructively, not criticism. Not, yeah. Not, I, not as criticism. <laughs> Yeah, I think it comes down to the person you're talking to and it really helps, like, especially, like, I have a lot of friends that are, like, super, like, edgy about COVID, like, oh, I'm not taking the vaccine because of this and that. And, like, I already have my vaccine. And yeah. I was, like, I'm not saying you're wrong, but, like, have you thought about this? And I just, like, test, like, everything they know about it, right? Yeah. But they found, and this came from um, a CIA, like, investigator, or no, um, inter negotiator that's what it is when yeah. they're, like, they're like hostage negotiations and all that a lot of times he'd run into these people that are like so dead set in their ways this is the right thing this is this is how it has to be like goes against my rights and they just like they spew all their facts right because like, they're so yeah. set in their ways and he found this negotiator found that the best thing to do in that situation is just to keep oh yeah tell me more tell me more and eventually they're they'll gonna talk get, themselves out of it yeah they'll get yeah. so tired of it they'll be like oh like don't you get it by now but like yeah. because sometimes people just want to like stuff all the facts down your throat before you even have a chance to breathe but then you go oh no tell me more tell me more and then there's like oh because most they're not used to that right yeah and so they it like run, burns they run them out three seconds like they're three sentences of how they're they're the most right thing in the planet yeah. and then when you're like tell me more they're yeah. like uh, <laughs> but then I think it like hits a subconscious point in their mind where then they actually start to question themselves because if they've just explained absolutely every reason that they have why they believe it yeah. and you're saying, tell me more, I don't get it. Then they start to think, <laughs> why don't they get it? Maybe it's a hard idea to grasp. Maybe other people think differently. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's not right. And all of a sudden you just open the mind of the closed-minded narcissist. Yeah. That is key. Oh my gosh. I love how like I learn new things as we talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's so interesting. Wow. So have you found any benefit of journaling recently then? Have you found like it's worth it? I think that I am sleeping quicker. Cause oh, I'm trying okay. to, I'm trying to think how quickly it took me to fall asleep last night. It was pretty darn quick. Oh, but nice. I think I was pretty tired. Okay. I'm going to try to take like a, like a lighter mental note of like the time I went to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then when I wake up in the morning, try to think how long it took me to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. It's definitely pulling things off of my mind. Yeah. One thing, and I promise this is the last thing about sleep, but I just, I just binge like a nine hour book on it. So <laughs> it's like fresh in my mind, like ready to deliver the content. Uh, red LEDs are like the best thing after like eight or nine o'clock. I had an orange uh, glow stick in my room all, all like the last two nights. Nice. That's definitely why. Yeah. Because 
right now, like if I were to stare at that light, it's putting out like certain amount of lumens. Yeah. And it's like, got like a blue light tinge to it. Yeah. And the yeah. blue light tinge it's normally some, comes out when it's daytime. Yeah. And so my body's thinking right now, like I felt more awake now that I'm here than when I was pulling in. Yeah. Even though it's later in the day. It's dark. That's it's why it's like the opposite effect is like when I wake up in the morning, I'll be really tired. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really have to do is walk upstairs and see the sunlight. And then I'm just up. Oh, yeah. yeah awake. Absolutely. You feel like the melatonin, all like the laziness is drained away immediately. Yeah. You're it just up. has to like activate yeah. and go. Absolutely. Just wake up the circadian rhythm. Yeah. That's fast. That's the, that's the downside of not having windows in my room. So <laughs> <laughs> that I have to manually go upstairs and turn the lights on. Oh, really? To get the light. Oh, I mean, like, it's bright enough in the morning now. I just look out the window. Nice. But, you know, as the time is going to get worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so find a way to incorporate some, like, red light. And uh, I just read, like, on paper, man, like, an hour before bed. That puts me right to sleep. So yeah. if you're looking to get to bed faster, like, I'm not the type of guy that, like, sleeps with my phone or any of that bullshit. I turn my phone right off, but, I mean, like, I yeah. sit on my phone while I'm going to sleep. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, I know. It's not that yeah. you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Well, you that's the thing, right? Like, I have I have night mode on, so it's, it's the more uh, yellow, it's the more yellow light. Yeah, it helps. And the problem is, is that I've done it for so long that mm-hmm. if I just like, if I just literally got in bed right now, I wouldn't be tired because it's like, I just like have to like sit on my phone or like, like answer text messages or, or like, I usually like, I don't just like use it, just like scroll through TikTok. I usually like watch something educational nice so it's not like i'm just like blowing that time away yeah. i'm using it for something oh yeah and i i'm not gonna be like some 84 year old man that's gonna like wave your finger out technology and all this shit like ruining yeah our sleep but, um, but when i'm trying to go to sleep sleep like my phone like literally turns off yeah turn it off I've, it, it's done yeah. yeah they found um you're gonna hate this research study but they found that people that read an ipad before they went to bed, like reading, like the most chill form of yeah. technology use you could imagine on an iPad versus paper. The iPad group had reduced melatonin release up to three hours yeah. into the night. So it's like setting that back, even though they were on night mode and shit. Like, come on. I know it's wrong. I know it's, it's crazy. Wrong. I know. And honestly, it's not even your fault either. Like it's, it all comes down to the reason we feel so addicted to the devices and it's like big corporations, right? Like they found a way to make it almost like a slot machine where it's like, you want to go on TikTok, you want to go on YouTube because you want this source of like dopamine. You want this source of reward at every chance you can get. Yeah. The information is too easily accessible. They say it right in like the first chapter of the human law of nature is like the one thing across the board everyone wants is a sense of pleasure and avoidance of pain. Yeah. So if you get that sense of pleasure every time you open your phone, is is it your fault that you're on it? No, it's no. literally human nature and yeah. like big corporations and companies that are there to make money and basically harvest your attention, right? So I'm not saying it's your fault. It's it's not. But um, if you do want to improve your sleep and you want to feel fucking superhuman the next day and be like fully emotionally stable, have an excellent memory, sleep is going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. You realize that. Yeah. And if you want to be superhuman, you have to put your money where your mouth is. If you just want to live a mediocre life, like by all means, just like do whatever makes you feel happy, eat whatever tastes good, just fucking be sedentary or whatever. Like do whatever you want, right? Yeah. But if you want to be alpha, you have to do the things that people aren't doing. And that lies the greatest opportunity 
to set yourself apart from everybody else in society because you're doing the things that society isn't doing. Yeah. You think everybody's going to want to go to the gym every single day? Fuck no. no. Are you kidding? You think everyone's going to be able to get off their phone three hours before bed and sit in a red room yeah. and just read and journal? Yeah, they're called societal norms, not societal rights. Yeah. Just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Or it doesn't mean you have to do it, right? Exactly. So when you see these are the forces that are starting to control society and you say, hmm, I don't want to eat like shit every day or like I don't want to be sleeping in late or like fucking up my, my schedules or circadian rhythm. Like, no, I want to feel superhuman. I want to do things in this life that no one else is doing. Exactly. You got to set a legacy for yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about what the future has because like if me, you and people that are listening right now want to be alpha, they're putting yourself on a trajectory that's going to surpass every single person that's falling into these traps. Yeah. You know, we're all about altering your life trajectory for a benefit. Mm-hmm. And doing the hard things. And the more you do hard things, the easier life will become. Nothing worth having comes easy. I don't have any more quotes. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though. Nothing that's worth that's the first page easy. of my journal is like all like, like it's life altering quotes. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. The most recent one that I added, I'll, I'll do the quote is Jason told me about mm-hmm. Uh, Vikings and what they would do is that when they went to new lands, they would sail to these new lands and when they got there, they would burn their ships. Oh, burn the boats. Yeah. Yeah. It was either succeed or die trying. Wow. It's a little extreme of a mindset. Yeah. But it's it's pushing your limits. Yeah. Succeed or die trying. Wow. That's awesome, man. It, it always sits in my mind, like, do you want to be somebody? I just have, like, this, like, shouting, like, figure in my like, do you want to be somebody? And it's yeah. Like, yeah, I do. You know, I don't want to just, like, live in this mediocre existence. I want to live in a shoe and be, like, die in the same shoe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. build a fucking castle. And do you like, want to be somebody? Do you want your name to be remembered? Yeah. And that's, that's going to yeah. wake me up every That's morning. why I always tell people, and they're like, nah, I'm not going to do that. It's like, that's why no one will remember your name. Dude, that's, yeah. that hits right to the core, eh? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty cool. I think we've talked about a lot this episode. We still have, like, three to go, but uh, we're definitely getting there. Definitely. Well, Can't wait. Tune in next time for Alpha Virtues Part 4. The Thanks final episode. The also, final one. Leave your uh, poll review now, right before you exit the podcast app. Do you want the Laws of Human Nature, a little book summary by me and Steve? I want to read it, so definitely. <laughs> You're voting yes. All yeah, right. I'll, I'm, I'll vote yes because I'm going to need like the background uh, support to actually read it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these yes votes. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, oh man, I really got to do it now. I'd have no, I can't back out. I'd have to do it. That's sweet. All right, guys. See you later.